0: You are Locked On Thunder, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma City Thunder, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello there, everyone. We're locked in for episode 128 of Locked On Thunder, presented by the Norman Transcript. I'm your host, Fred Katz. Locked On Thunder is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Head on to iTunes to search Locked On Thunder. You can subscribe to the podcast there, and you can leave a review once you're on that page also. And find us on AudioBoom.com. You can log on to NormanTranscript.com to check out my blog also. That's Thunder Road. Is under the Sports tab on the site, and you can find all my Thunder coverage there on every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Friday show coming up. Uh, I know Thunder fans are very mad today. They're very angry. And to <laughs> talk about the state of just the Thunder fan. I was like, let's get a smart thunder fan on the podcast today and andrew select from down to dunk owes me a podcast because i did run with him like three days ago so we're doing a home and home <laughs> and now he's he's here with me at locked on thunder what's uh what's going on
1: i'm here and i'm super miffed man i can't <laughs> believe this
0: tell me tell me i'm gonna be i'm gonna be your psychiatrist right now so tell me okay. tell me what's peeving you uh,
1: i just can't i mean this is peak Russ right now right have we ever seen a better Russell Westbrook? He's averaging a triple-double. He is just destroying the league. He's carrying this team on his back that's got 10 guys under 25 to a very respectable record. And still, he can't get to be the starter in the All-Star game who he's maybe the frontrunner for the MVP. You know, you can argue him or Harden, but you can also say like the story of this season is like Harden and Westbrook just blowing up and just doing things that no one has ever seen before. And then, like, you, like, Steph Curry, like, I understand it. Like, he's very popular. People like him. He's very likable. He's got a great smile. He shoots the basketball well. Great. But he has had a down year. Like, everybody talks about it. Like, he's taken a step back. Is this even his team anymore? Like, that's the storyline around him. And, like, the storyline around Russ is, like, I can't believe that he is this supernova. And he doesn't make the All-Star game. It's kind of ridiculous.
0: Okay, so I'm, I'm going to give quick background information for people who may not know all the info because it came out like you know after the work day on Thursday night so maybe people go home and they hang out with their family and they turn on the podcast when they wake up in the morning or go to work and they missed it so Russell Westbrook is not starting in the all-star game the NBA announced all-star starting lineups uh on Thursday night so it's going to be James Harden and Stephen Curry as the two guards in the Western Conference and the rest of the front court is Anthony Davis Kawhi Leonard and uh who am I forgetting who's the third front court guy
1: I don't even know his name anymore.
0: <laughs> you're too. <laughs> you're just too upset about it. Now, now I'm like having a total too, blank and, and I'm I too bitter. Call it out. <laughs> All right. So the Western Conference. You didn't is, say Kev- uh, you, you, you Yeah. I, oh, I forgot Kevin, Kevin Durant. Durant. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, that's why. That's, I
1: guess. That's why I'm not saying it. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: there you go. <laughs> All right. So Kevin Durant. And uh, I've, I've heard of that guy. And uh, Eastern Conference <laughs> is, is Giannis, Jimmy Butler, DeMar DeRozan, Kyrie Irving. And LeBron James, another person who I've heard of, uh, Russell Westbrook. The way it works now, it's not just fan votes, and I know you know this, but I'm telling this to the listener. Uh, it's not just fan votes. It's 50 percent of the vote now is controlled by the fans, 25 percent by select members of the media, and 25 percent of the vote is also uh, mm-hmm. is is going to the players now as well. Uh, and and Russell did well with the players and the media. Uh, he was he he was number one with player and media vote, but he was. He was third in the fans. I have a theory on this. I want to hear I'm going to ask you first why you think he was third in the fan vote. I have a theory as to why he was third in the fan vote. I want to see if you're going to say the same thing as me.
1: I mean, obviously like there's like this massive Warriors bandwagon that is occurring globally. And I think sure. that like, that's a huge part of it. Sure. Um I also think that I can see why people wouldn't like Russell Westbrook. Like I can I can understand it. Like you look as an outsider's perspective, like he seems to be like super vindictive and like crazy competitive. And like, he's that guy that you're kind of looking at. You're like, and he also does a lot of things that are like very fairly obvious. Like he takes too many threes and you're like, well, he's not efficient. And like, that's like kind of like an argument that's heard all the time. So I think like those are like, uh, those two reasons are probably enough for him not to get 300,000 votes.
0: I think there's something else. Now it's, it's not this one thing, but I think there's something else that that's affected also. The Thunder have no social media campaign for him. There was nothing. That's true. There was I nothing. I mean,
1: it's honestly, it, it's on, like, these, like, blogs. Like, the guys that up the Thunder do a really good job of, like, putting tweets out about that. The Thunder. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the Thunder, like, the social media is just so boring. It's just so incredibly exactly. boring.
0: It's just every uh, everything, if, go through. So after, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just missing this because this was something that I thought about every time the voting came out. It's not a shock that Russell was third and in the fan vote because he was third every single time the fan vote was released and, and mm-hmm. something, it was something I thought about the first time it came out. And I, I wanted to make sure that I had, I hadn't just missed things or something like that. So after it was finalized tonight, I went through and I went back a couple of weeks and every single vote, not just Westbrook, but you know, for, for the hashtags NBA votes for, for Steven Adams, for Victor Oladipo, they're all just like either relatively boring uh, videos that they tweet out. Of them, like either mm-hmm. at, like charity videos or them making relatively normal plays, or it's just like stat lines of like, you know, Victor Oladipo has 11 points at the half, like hashtag NBA vote. And you meanwhile, you yeah. see like, meanwhile, you see like the Kings doing like funny social media stuff to try to get to Marcus Cousins. You see a lot of these other teams running these social media campaigns to try to get their guys up there. It makes a difference mm-hmm. when these retweets are. Counting, I mean, these teams have so many followers, and you get a good tweet out there, and you can get a guy, you can get a guy twenty five thousand extra votes on one really, really good tweet. And uh the yeah, Thunder, that's why that's why Thunder Giannis is that.
1: starting, right?
0: Yeah, well, his brother yeah. too. He had everybody behind his him. brother. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. and yeah. the Bucks, are, like the Bucks, social media is so good. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun, and you, you follow them even if you're just an NBA fan. Not even if you're a Bucks fan, just because they're fun. Like, no, if if you're not a Thunder fan, there's no chance you're following the Thunder on on Twitter because it's just yeah. I mean, it's it's very boring.
0: Yeah, so I I think that really contributed. Um, you know, they get they get a couple because a, the fan vote was what hurt him, right? So they get they get a couple more tweets of twenty five thousand, thirty thousand retweets, and and he's looking better and i think i think that's something that there was there was no attempt to do that and uh, i'm not surprised because that's the organization doesn't really show it doesn't really show personality right i mean they they don't they yeah. don't do like funny things with like they're the they're the only team in the league that almost never does funny things with their teams on the with their players on the big board during games right every other team will do like yeah. something goofy with players on the big screen during games and that kind of stuff. And they don't really show that stuff and it comes out in their social media. But I, I think it had a big, I, that's my personal theory. I, I think it, it, it could have had an effect. It, it, I don't know if it was the sole, the sole thing that determined it, but I, I think it had an effect.
1: Yeah. You kind of wonder where like that mentality comes from. Like, is that completely Sam Presti driven? Cause Sam Presti seems like a cool guy. Like he's got a cool haircut. He's got cool glasses. He's, <laughs> he's not just like some like lame Like I don't, I wonder where that like where that comes from because I I just can't imagine like sitting in those meetings and they're like all right we're gonna call our D League team the Blue and like everybody's like yeah that's a great idea like no that's a, that's an awful name that's, a, that's a, the most bland name for a basketball team I can come <laughs> up with I mean I don't I just wonder what those meetings are like because I, I I don't know I just can't imagine like being in those meetings and thinking like oh these are just everybody's gonna love this really? I think they're just like aiming for like. I don't. I don't know. They're aiming for like the the forty year old dad that you know chucks in t shirts. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I don't know. It. it I, I really think it it hurt them in this sense. Now, look, if they don't really care, they don't care. Also, I I do think in some ways, like I understand why Thunder fans are upset. I Thunder fans in particular, I understand why they're upset. They want their guy starting. They love Russ for obvious reasons. I get that. This, this next statement is not directed at Thunder fans. It's directed at basketball <laughs> fans who are not Thunder fans, um, who are outraged by the fact that Russell Westbrook should be starting. Like, you know, Kevin Garnett calling it on TNT, the, the biggest uh, snub in, in the history of the NBA. Uh, yeah. He's still going to make the all-star team. And, and historically... He will. his Obviously, like, he's going to be a reserve. And historically... If he didn't make the All Star team, then I'd be with everyone. But historically, nobody cares about who starts. No right. one's like, "Well, Kobe had, you know, how many All Star games did Kobe go to?" Kobe went to, you know, what I don't know how many he went to off the top of his head. Kobe went to 15 All Star games, and oh, but he only started 11 of them. No one says that. We just say how many All Star no. games a guy a guy played in, and then we leave it at that. Every time we leave it at that. So even even next year. Like, when it comes to All-Star voting, when it comes to the All-Star game, like, no one's going to be talking about Russell Westbrook didn't start the game because he's going to be in the game. Is that crazy? Yeah.
1: I I don't know. I think it does matter because, I mean, the league makes a really big deal out of, like, releasing the starters and then waiting a week later to release everybody else, you know?
0: But that's an in-the-moment um, thing. But that's, also, a mar- that's a marketing yeah. thing. That's an in-the-moment thing. I'm talking about, like, historically, it's, legacy-wise. It's
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jamal Jamal McGlure still is an all-star in mean, the, <laughs> the, the minds of everybody. Even though he didn't start. Um, yeah, I, I think that you're right, ultimately. I also think that we need to talk about this being, like, fuel to the already, like, massively flamed fire of Russell Westbrook. Like, how mad is he right now? Like, seeing that it's, an, like, a, another warrior that's going to start alongside Kevin Durant and be the the point guard on... Uh, The West team. I think that, like we talked about earlier this week, that he's just incredibly competitive. And you know that he's got to be really upset about this.
0: Did you see his brother's tweet?
1: Didn't he just put LOL?
0: Yeah, it was perfect. It was so awesome. (laughs) I thought that was like, (laughs) it was so understated. He just like, 10 minutes after the Stars are announced, he just tweeted LOL. I just thought that was like <laughs> that was the best tweet to me. It was so. <laughs> it's perfect. It was it was so funny.
1: I, ex- I expected a little bit more out of Ines Cantor. He he was a uh, he was just kind of mat- more matter of fact about his his tweet. I thought his tweet would be a little bit more funnier. He would rip some some picture that you know was funny, but he he kind of kept it a little more serious.
0: You want to hear the life of an NBA beat writer? So I uh, yes. as soon as it was announced that Russell Westbrook did not make the All Star team, I had the same the exact same reaction as you. I was like, Canner is going to tweet something ridiculous. No nope, <laughs> no question. This is gonna be like a, a Pulitzer Prize winning Canner tweet. For sure. Yep. So I immediately went to Kanner's Twitter and turned on Twitter alerts for NS Canner. <laughs>
1: And Were you then, disappointed?
0: I was disappointed. Uh it was Very I good. mean it, it wasn't a bad tweet or anything. So so Right, right, right. So Canner so Canner's tweet was triple doubles, all-star starters combined, nineteen, Russ twenty-one. No one deserves to start in the all-star game over Russ.
1: Good tweet. It's like a nerd it's a good tweet. It's like a nerdy tweet that I would tweet out. Like it's just like a yeah. basketball nerdy tweet.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a quality tweet. You know what it is? It's the equivalent of like Russ's triple double against Phoenix. Ennis's, Ennis is set yeah. the standard so high that even like his quality tweets were like, nah, come on. That's not it's not yeah. it's not that impressive. It's not that good. You know?
1: It's not. It it was not great. It's, I I expect more. I expect to see more too out of him over the next couple of days. I don't I don't think he's done.
0: Yeah, and he's also set a standard where it's like if there's not a meme or a gif or a photoshop like yeah it's not a full canned tweet maybe, Right. maybe and if he's not attacking somebody yeah yeah well yeah. but this was an opportunity to attack somebody
1: yes he could i mean he could have mentioned like a lot of people that shouldn't have gotten votes like uh Raymond Felton or Marcelo Huertas got a vote like Bryce who's Johnson voting for Marcelo Huertas
0: <laughs> Bryce Johnson got two John
1: votes. Lucas the hasn't yeah. played has he
0: no, he has not played in his, uh, entire, in his entire life. Uh, ben, uh, Alex Sabrina's I, got a vote.
1: I saw that. My favorite one by far is John Lucas III got a vote, and he got cut. He's, he was cut <laughs> like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and Mo and Williams, too. He has an all-star too. vote.
0: Mo Williams. Yeah, votes. Mo Williams. Mo Williams, Williams. You, know who got, just, yeah, you know who got two votes?
1: Um, there are a lot of guys that got two votes. Well,
0: yes, that's true. Uh, your boy Nick Collison got two votes.
1: Ooh, yeah. So did Cam.
0: Yeah, damn bad. Why does Cam <laughs> campaign? It's got to be. What's happening here? It's got to be, like I'm. I'm relatively convinced that like Abrinas and Payne were like, I'll vote for you if you vote for me. <laughs> yeah,
1: this is like class president in high school.
0: Like that. That happens, <laughs> right? Is, you're how, also. I mean,
1: what? Who, how else does this happen?
0: You're also allowed to vote for yourself. So, I love. Oh. I love the, I have no idea if this is true, but I love the concept of Alex Cabreraus being like, "Hell yeah, Alex Sabrinas. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. Alex Cabreraus is I love like so Alex quiet. Sabrinas. He's so quiet and understated and like he's just he's just like this very uh He's he's kind of the opposite of Russell Westbrook to me. He's so yeah. subtle in everything that he does. Russell Westbrook's so in-your-face cool. with everything that he does. Brinus is so subtle in everything he's that he just, does. I love the concept. He's of just like this happy-go-lucky
1: himself. guy. Yeah, he's so happy-go-lucky. He's like, oh, of course, I'm in the NBA. Why not? Yeah. And I also, do you, do you love the pictures that he takes after games with guys? Like, I just think it's the most hilarious thing. Like, they're just like legit pictures of him. Just like, Hey, he like grabs somebody. He's like, will you take a picture of me with my teammates after this game against the Timberwolves? Like, it's just a really, it's just really funny. It's like something that like a fan would do with, with a player after a game. He's just like, Grabs his grabs his buds to take pictures. It's just funny.
0: Ennis Canner described him as "quote a little boy," which I thought, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny.
1: Incredibly accurate.
0: It was it was in reference to him. Uh, I asked Canner if he should if Babrina should go with a beard or or go clean shaven. they said he should keep the beard because oh. when he doesn't, he looks like a little boy, and that was how he ended the <laughs> press run for the day. <laughs> I love that. Uh, this is and this is why we were expecting a better tweet out of you.
1: Yeah. No, he's funny. He's a funny guy. And he he's smart and he knows he knows like what people what will like excite people too. Like he knew like whenever he put those tweets out in the summer, like this is really like people are gonna be really excited about these and people are really gonna get, you know, fired up about these. And that's yeah, that's that's why it's so disappointing.
0: Yeah, even the Slater tweet that he had over the summer was hilarious. Oh, so good. <laughs> it was hilarious. That. that was such a funny tweet. That was so that was so well done. He uh he and he and Joel Embiid are like the two the two best at social media, in my opinion. They're the two no, best at social no media in the league. Embiid's pretty funny. No question. What Embiid does, which Canner doesn't, is Embiid comments on other people's. Kanter doesn't do that. Kanner just leaves it up to his own Twitter. But Embiid will, like, leave Instagram comments on other NBA players' Instagrams.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like weirdly, like, inappropriate comments.
0: <laughs> yeah. In, insanely inappropriate comments. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> but Kanner photoshops better, though. And Kanner like, that's, Brian Jordan's people.
1: Yes. That's true. That's true.
0: So how do you feel... What did you,
1: what did you think about... what? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No,
0: no, you do it. Go for it.
1: I was. Hi- I'm hijacking your pod. I can't do that. You got You got to okay. do it. I'm, I'm too used with... to being the host of the pod. No,
0: be be the host for a minute, and then we'll go back to me.
1: After, <laughs> After like seeing the player voting, like, how do you feel about it? Do you think this is something that'll like get corrected over time, or is this just going to remain like a weird thing where like Patrick McCaw gets votes and literally, like everyone just accepts it?
0: Literally, the exact question I was going to ask you. Yeah. Like exactly that question. How, how do you feel about it? And do you think that it's going to be changed? Um, I have a feeling, this is not me reporting anything. This is just a total guess. I have a feeling that next year they're going to leave it with the same 50, 25, 25, but I think they're going to make it so that you can't vote for yourself and you can't vote for a teammate. Yeah. Because I have, I, I might even like form a committee. Especially after like seeing like Tony Allen's ballot, like you saw Tony Allen's, right?
1: <laughs> of course, yes.
0: Like especially <laughs> after seeing Tony Allen's ballot, like you get the feeling that a lot of these guys who are, you know, I, I don't think that like player X is trying to be funny when he votes for Mo Williams. I think it's probably Mo Williams' buddy. It's like let's get Mo. Like Mo's my guy.
1: You yeah. know? yeah.
0: I don't want Mo to see I didn't vote for him. So let's throw them on, or maybe just like let's let's do this because I I love the guy or whatever it is. Like that's why I think a lot of these things are happening, and and you're still going to have that as an issue because you're going to have with former teammates, and you might have someone who you know has personal beef with somebody and they don't want to vote for them. Like that's why I think Draymond Green did worse in the player voting than he did in the media and and in the fan voting because Draymond yeah, Green, no
1: question,
0: there's just a lot of people who don't like Draymond Green, and I'm sure there are a lot of people who play in the league who are just like. I don't want to vote for that guy. I don't like him. There are other people I can justify voting for over him. So they do it. Um, and, and you're still going to have issues like that. And there are biases in the fam, in the fans. There are biases in the media. There are biases in the players. You're never going to be able to take out all of those biases. It's just, it's not, it's not possible for any of those three. But I think a good way to take out the most obvious one and the easiest one to fix is just being like, you can't vote for yourself, and you can't vote for your teammates. Done. Like, that's that's so much easier, and it probably takes away at least a a good chunk. I don't know what percentage of it, but, like, a good chunk of the really random, weird votes.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think largely the players got it right, but it is weird seeing Marcelo Huertas getting a vote. Like, I just – just it just makes you feel like – all right, great guys. Good job. Thanks. Like no one's taking this seriously.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The players, players were fine in who they put in. The players were fine who they put in. You know what I was most surprised about? Honestly, I was surprised about Kyle Lowry. Yeah. I I think No, that's a good call. I think he's so good. And like he had been voted in as a starter before. It's not like he's this random guy who's randomly having a really good year. He's having a great year. If I, if, I didn't have a media vote. If I had a media vote, he hundred percent I would have gone him and Isaiah Thomas. I think he's been the best guard in yeah. the Eastern Conference this year. And uh, so he was he was fifth in the uh in the player voting. And I was surprised by yeah, that. That's I feel kind like of a players Like you know what's so DeMar DeRozan was third in the player voting behind Isaiah and Kyrie. Yeah. And and I think <laughs> was it you who I had this we had this discussion about Rudy Gay, right? About how, like, why yes. why yep. players think Rudy Gay is good and we look at him and we're not. And I'm not arguing DeMar DeRozan isn't good. He's obviously good. I just think Lowry is the best guard on that team. But, like, DeRozan is able to do things that I think other players look at and they're like, oh, I can't do that. And it's more than Lowry, even though I think Lowry is probably the better player.
1: Yeah, I honestly don't get it. And this has been mentioned by a lot of people, like the starters. Like, he – Lowry has, like, the same stats that Curry did his MVP season, his first MVP season. And he is like the basically the reason that the Raptors are this good. I think DeMar's been a, you know, he's he's the second star in that team. He just is. The Raptors aren't nearly as good uh, without Lowry. If you just take one of those guys off, I mean, obviously Lowry is the guy that makes it go. You look like their their second unit, like their second unit. Whenever Lowry's out there is near dominant, when it's DeRozan instead of him, they're kind of blah and. I don't know, but I think you're right. Like, he's a guy that's a super athlete. A lot of guys probably are like, man, I wish I could do the stuff that DeMar does. Right. And you look at Lowry, like, and, he just, yeah. like, he's just super, yeah. And Lowry's just super smart. Uh, he knows how to play the game. He knows how to use his, his big butt. He's really, really good. Uh, but not, nothing he does is, like, overly impressive. So I think, I think that theory's right.
0: Is there, is there a collegiate backcourt? With with a with a bigger combined butt in the last 15 years than Villanova's with Lowry and Foy.
1: There's no, there's absolutely no way.
0: Those are some big high butts right there.
1: <laughs> Those the, are the highest butts in college basketball, no question.
0: Yeah, it's gotta be in the last like 15 years, maybe maybe further. I can't go that far back, but if there are any like college basketball. <laughs> Any college basketball uh, rear end connoisseur, you can uh, you can let us know. Lowry also is a far superior defensive player.
1: Oh no, no, no question. And he leads the league in minutes.
0: Like that dude is not that dude is playing more than anybody. He leads the league in minutes right now. Like he's and he's he's really like he's insanely underrated because he's he's a plus defender uh, and and the offensive season that he's having is is totally ridiculous. I was surprised. I thought he was going to get more. Um, I hate it when people call it respect. Like, ah, people don't respect Russell Westbrook now. Like, that's such a silly mm-hmm. thing to say. Like, it's not that people don't respect Russell Westbrook or respect Kyle Lowry. Like, Kyle Lowry, according to the players, is the fifth best guard in the Eastern Conference, according to this voting. Like, they respect him. That is that is respect saying a guy is top five guard in this conference. Uh, so I hate it when people sure. say that. It's not disrespect. Uh, but I was surprised they didn't uh, think he was one of the two best this year. I thought he was—he was definitely going to start. I was like really confident in that. Even—even uh, even with Kyrie coming in and a lot of the fan vote. But Kyrie's another one of those guys with the way he handles his, his athleticism, type of shots that he makes. Like he's another one of those guys where it's like, look at all the stuff that he can do, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I—I I also think maybe Larry's one of those guys, kind of like Draymond, that people don't like. Because he had like a really kind of a bad reputation up until he became really good with the Raptors. That's Couldn't true. really stick with any team. Um, so I wonder if he kind of were out his welcome with a lot of players.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. You know what's a weird thing for Thunder fans? Hmm. S- so Serge Ibaka got as many player votes as Ronde Hollis Jefferson, as, Qu- oh. as Quincy AC as Miles oh, no. Plumley, as Boban Marjanovic, as Ben Simmons, who has literally not played in the NBA this year. <laughs> he got fewer votes than Joakim Noah, who... Oh. Yeah.
1: That's just sad.
0: Yeah, than then, then a lot of these guys. like. Man, he got fewer votes than Michael Beasley. That's... Michael Beasley got six votes? What?! <laughs> like, <geez. laughs> How did Michael Beasley get six that, votes?
1: That's from my campaign. I love super cool bees.
0: Oh my god, that's insane! Michael, I I scanned <laughs> over that. I noticed that Trevor Booker got seven, but Michael Beasley got yeah. got six votes. I I scanned over that until just now. Well, that's a thing, huh? That's player that buzz. is unreal. That's not me. people buzz. were there. The, <laughs>
1: yeah. There was some buzz uh, for like Serge Ibaka, like. After the trade, like you know, Serge Ibaka could really make the All Star team in, in the Eastern Conference, and it, it is it is a little sad to see that he's like nowhere close to that at all. And not that like the player vote is like determines that whatsoever, but I just I mean he didn't really have a chance.
0: No, I mean he he didn't. He was he was so he he has just not been good this year. There's there's no way about it. Like it there is there is a chance that Orlando just has to flip him. They have to put a side saving face and they just have to flip him because he he hasn't done it
1: yeah they're they're gonna pay him this summer and then like what's your plan after that like you're gonna invest like 40 million dollars in him and bismack biombo every year i mean they just can't do that i mean I I i don't yeah i don't i don't know what they do i don't know what they do i don't envy them
0: i don't even know how much money he makes like that's like
1: this season or next season, you mean?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know what his. Yeah. I haven't asked around about it, but I don't know what his market is. Who's gonna want to give him? Like, forget about the money. Maybe somebody gives him a lot for a year or two. Who's gonna want to give him years? With the way that he's deteriorated the last three years.
1: I don't know. I mean, he still has that just incredibly rare skill set, and if you have the right roster, you can kind of talk yourself into giving him at least. Maybe I mean, maybe he would want the years over you know, whatever, $5 million a year just to lock up some security. And maybe a team will talk themselves into it. I'm not really sure who that is. I don't have in front of me who has significant cap space. But I think that a team could talk themselves into things. I mean, look at what Noah got this summer. I mean, he was deteriorating in Chicago, and he still got four years from the Knicks, but that's the Knicks. So I don't know if there's going to be another Knicks team this summer.
0: Right. I was going to say there's only one Knicks, Andrew. Maybe. Yeah, that's right. There's only one Knicks, and they don't have the room to sign Ibaka this summer. So
1: right, and Billy King isn't with the Nets anymore. Unfortunately yeah, exactly. for Serge Ibaka.
0: <laughs> any uh, any other thoughts on this before we go All Star Thunder players All Star any any other team any other players voting What you thought of the system? Anything else?
1: Uh, I I don't know. I I think that Thunder fans should be upset about Russ not being a starter. And I think they're completely justified with him averaging a triple-double and him being the face of this franchise and him, like I mentioned earlier, all those things. He deserved to be – he's one of the two best guards in the Western Conference this season, and I don't think many people would even question that. Uh, and he should be there, and that's frustrating. So hopefully he makes an All-NBA first team. I think that that – like if, if he doesn't make an All-NBA first team, like, that's where like a major gripe should come in because I do think that that's a bigger deal. Uh, And and like you said, ultimately, like he's going to be an all-star and that's going to go on his resume. But uh, being on the first team and the second team like that, there's a big difference between those two. So I think I think that uh, Thunder fans should really look to that uh, at season's end because he deserves to be first team. He deserves to be. I mean, he's probably been the best guard in the league. And I think Harden's the only other guy you could argue. But, um, yeah, they have a. You have a significant gripe right now with the league and with the way that people voted. He deserves to be in.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you that Thunder fans have a right to be upset. My gripe uh, my was with, like, the non-Thunder fans who, who thought it was an injustice that, that he wasn't starting. I think it's a little bit pulled back from that. the the Here's the one positive that Thunder fans can take away from this process. The fact that media has a separate vote now for MVP or for uh, for All-Star mm-hmm. would be like a kind of nice gauge. Now, all the voters aren't the same. Voters for MVP are different than voters for All-Star. Some of them vote on both, but not all of them. And there are some people who didn't vote for All-Star that are going to vote for MVP and that kind of stuff. And it was really close with Harden, and, with Harden and, and Russ. I think Harden got 91 points and Russ got 93 off the top of my head. So it was close. Mm-hmm. But Russ was number one in the media vote. And, and that gives maybe a nice little preview of what MVP could look like. It was super close with those two guys. But media did have those two guys. And then Curry was a way distant third. So like they were like 93 mm-hmm. and 91. And Curry got like six points or something. Like almost no one in the media voted for Curry. So it's a, it looks like at least the people um, who are a group that is the closest to the, the MVP voting group that we're going to get out of this process – uh, you know, seem to be thinking Harden or or Russ, at least when it comes to the guards and uh, Russ, Russ came out on top. So this isn't even like unscientific polling. It's just kind of stretching, but it's the closest thing we have. I know Tim Bontemps did like a really, as he put it, very unscientific straw poll in an article a couple weeks ago and, and Harden won that uh, just from asking people who are, you know, media members and people around the league and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 something to take away from like all right media put Russ ahead of Harden in this particular situation and media people vote on vote on mvp too
1: yeah and that's i mean that's a big deal i mean i it's a lot closer than i thought it would be because i i do think that there's a stronger argument for harden in a lot of ways just with the wins and with basically he's just on a team that fits what he needs to do way better than what russ has and that just allows him to look, look better statistically in some ways. And at least, um, with his percentages, it makes him look a lot better and his team is winning. So I think that argument is valid for Harden, but, um, yeah, I think that's, that is interesting that he, that he came up ahead of, of Harden with the media. So, I mean, the media and the, the, um, and the players got it right clearly, but, uh, the fan vote is, it's always been a weird thing. And it was, it was a weird thing this year, and it led to a little bit of chaos. But you can also take solace in that. I think Russ is going to use this as fuel to, uh, to his fire, and it's going to be, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to be the Utah Jazz here in a few days because I think that he's going to go Nova against them.
0: Yeah, Russ, Russ meeting Rudy Gobert at the rim, which will happen many times on Monday night, is yep. going to be fun.
1: It's going to be really fun. Yeah. Get ready because now the Thunder can actually match up. I don't know. Can match up with the team and feel like they can win. i I, going back to the Warriors game. It just felt like the Thunder, if they, you know, lost by three, it would feel like winning the championship for for some (laughs) reason.
0: Uh, All right. What do you, what do you, uh, what do you have to plug before we go? I know. So you're the host of down to dunk, really good podcast. I listen to all your episodes. Uh, all Thunder podcast. I, I can't imagine that anyone listens to my podcast and doesn't know about yours, but uh, tell the people about Down to Dunk. Uh,
1: so it's a it's a podcast that I do with uh, a few of my friends, and John Hamm comes on every week, and I'll have a random guest on uh, typically a Monday. So it's just a Thunder podcast. We love to have fun talking about the Thunder. So uh, there's some serious podcasts during the middle of the week, but if you like uh, fun conversations, listen on Fridays. It's just kind of a goofy Thunder podcast where we... Uh, I don't know. We just, it's just like you and your buds just talking about the Thunder is kind of what we want it to be. Um, and then I put an article today out on Daily Thunder about Steven Adams and how he's just been a fast break monster. Put some gifs in there and, uh, it's pretty interesting. The numbers on him on the fast break are really interesting. So go check that out.
0: Great. Awesome. Check that out on Daily Thunder. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, if, if I feel like I, I, I have to, I have to read all this information now locked on Lockdown Thunder, Andrew.
1: <laughs> in a go for it.
0: Oh, it just, it just, it just kills me every time <laughs> I have to read it. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to tell people that they can follow me on Twitter at Fred Katz. They can go onto iTunes and search Locked on Thunder to subscribe to it there. They can find my work on normantranscript.com and, and check out my blog Thunder Road under the sports tab on the site and they can see everything else there. Uh, off for the weekend going to be back Monday. The Thunder have no games over the weekend, four days off over the weekend. So, uh, They were off Thursday. They didn't even practice Thursday. They're practicing Friday, probably on Friday, uh, for the first time since in over a week, actually, they haven't practiced. So they're going to be back on the court for a little while. Then they're off to Utah. Weird road trip because they're actually home in Oklahoma City right now, even though they're on a road trip because they had so many days off. So they came home after Golden State. They're going back to Utah on Sunday. Uh, I will be doing a preview before the Utah game on Sunday. Andrew, appreciate you coming on.
1: Yeah, of course. Thank you.
0: Yeah, until, uh, and so until Monday, Lockdown Thunder is locking up.